welcome to my podcast which is all about changing your business and money reality this is your master money coach dr gaurav dekha and you are money hello my friends how have you been i have had one of the most busiest week last week because i was working on this training that i'm coming up so today happens to be wednesday and today i'm doing my training called how to get a fully booked practice it's a 3 day training and we are starting at 7 pm ist and i'm going to train and i'm going to coach through all these 3 days 28 29 30 december to help all coaches and all healers and all therapists and all practitioners in figuring out how exactly do you get a fully booked practice so i was working a lot on developing the curriculum the structure of the course and then i was working also on a workbook and a manual and it was amazing it was uh, fascinating to see how sometimes you know you get so distracted otherwise during the day because there's so many things that you have to take care of but then i told myself that these 3 days i'm going to sit down and put my head into writing this manual and every day i wrote for almost 4 to 5 hours and i completed the manual in 3 days so so that was sort of really really amazing i i loved that and after writing that manual i realized one thing and that is uh earlier the price of the entire program was 7500 rupees but then after writing the manual i realized that there is so much more that i have given in the manual and then there was another voice that came up inside me which said that i could do a three part audio series on consultation calls because i used to get this um you know question from every single person that how do we do discovery calls how do we do clarity calls when clients call up and how do we basically even if it's not like a therapy client even if it's not a coaching client if someone calls up and we take them on a consultation to tell them about our services how do we sell our services in a way that is not pushy that is not desperate but at the same point of time we want to listen to the client and we want to help them and how do we bring up the topic of money without feeling all these discomfort and anxiety in the body and going into the freeze so i decided that wait a minute i can actually develop a three part audio series on consultation calls and and then i did that i d- developed three part series of consultation calls and i uploaded it inside our atips portal so everyone who is inside atips is going to have access to the workbook have access to the three part audio series on doing consultation calls and also of course is going to have uh, access to the training uh people who have joined atips this week are going to attend this training live and people who will come later some of you who are listening to this podcast later will um join atips and will have access to this training it's going to be 
the most brilliant, amazing, superlative trainings that I will doing in a long, long, long time. So that is that from my end. And uh, yeah, there was another thing related to the training that I wanted to tell you that the, the reason that I increased the price is I took it from 7,500 to 25,000. Because after writing the manual and after doing the audio part series in the consultation call, I really could not hold 7,500 rupees in my body. And when I say that line, I really mean it because I decide my pricings from my body. It's my body, which is like this sacred conduit, which channels the energy or the soul of my business. And it talks through my body. So sometimes some prices do not feel comfortable and some prices feel really comfortable in the body. And I also teach my students how to basically make offers, how to do your pricing by being in communication with your body. A lot of people think that, oh, you know, business has to be strategic decisions. You know, you have to plan, you have to look at the market size, you have to look at uh, the audience size and decide what your price is going to be. I don't do that. I rely completely on my body because I come from a space of not just spirituality, but also, you know, believing in the energy of money that speaks through your body. And I, I think that is what I'm going to talk about in today's uh, episode. But before that, I just wanted to also let you know that people who are struggling with their pricing and with their offer, believe you me, your body is the best conduit. Your body is the best vehicle that can actually help you decide what offer you want to make, what pricing you want to keep. So in my case, my body could no longer hold 7,500 as the price. And I moved ahead to charge to, uh, 25,000 rupees because that's what the body was willing to say. Yes, hell yes. This is the price that I want to, want to experience in my body. So that happened and I felt amazing. And since then, I think we have had quite a few registrations the moment I increased the price. And that was amazing to watch how by trusting the body, you can trust the universe and people, people who are your clients will also resonate at that price at which your body resonates, right? Now, before I move ahead again into the main part of the episode, I still haven't told you what is the name of the episode. I want to uh, congratulate uh, Namrata. And Namrata is our student in ATEPS. Um, and she posted yesterday in our ATEPS Facebook community where she said, I'm reading out verbatim, okay? She says, yes, I have already manifested back the money I invested in ATEPS and more. And to think of it, I didn't even have enough money to buy ATEPS a few months ago. So grateful to the universe and the ATEPS energy. Isn't that incredible that we started ATEPS in October? It was two and a half lakhs. And today is December 28. In two months of time, the money is back. Isn't that incredible? This is exactly the reason why I keep telling you to come to ADEPS because you would just recover your money. You would not only 
make your money back, but now you are open to making money throughout the entire year. 2023 is going to be full of money. Coaching industry, not only life coaching, but entire coaching industry, therapy industry, healing industry, entrepreneurship, all of these are going to flourish the area of personal development and transformation because every single person on this planet is now looking for deeper meaning in their life, in their business, in their relationship. This whole industry is going to flourish. So you better come and join ATEP soon if you really want to make money, right? So that brings us to today's episode. And today's episode has a funny name. It's a very catchy name that I had um, yesterday evening, you know, while I was going to sleep. And it's called M for Million and M for Mother. <laughs> M for Million and M for Mother. You know, I was, I was, I have this favorite sweater that I wear in winter. It's very light and soft and um, it's also very old. That's the reason I, 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 I wear it. So that it feels comfortable in my body and it doesn't even feel as if I'm wearing something. Um, I feel very light wearing that sweater. It's a light pink sweater. And I, was, I, I never realized that there was like a huge M, letter M, written on, you know, in the front of the sweater. And I was walking, you know, in front of my dressing room with my uh, night skin regimen. And then I look at the sweater and then I see this M, like big white M. And I thought, oh, M means a lot of stuff. M means millions, right? I've been writing a lot of M's in my deliberate thought building journaling exercise. You know, I do this process called deliberate thought building where we build deliberate intentional thoughts. So I've been writing a lot about making millions in the upcoming year and the M just stood out for me. And at the same point of time, M stood out for mother and there is a reason to it. Listen to it. There's a reason why M stood out for mother as well. Because what happened last week, uh, okay, let me start from the very beginning. So in the beginning of this year, I did a training with 40 students and the training was called the Systemic Medicine Course. The Systemic Medicine Course. And I'm going to break down the name for you. Systemic means system. By system, I mean family, right? Any family is a system because it is composed of many parts. Medicine is anything that helps us heal, right? So basically, this program was to train students, to train um, people who wanted to become healers, to train therapists, to train coaches who were willing to learn about intergenerational trauma and family trauma. We also call it systemic trauma or systemic medicine because it's family. Generational trauma, basically. So how to heal from generational trauma and how to work with clients to heal their generational trauma or ancestral trauma, right? I'm sure many of you already know about ancestral trauma. So we did this training in the beginning of 
this year and from February 2022 to April 2022. And then um, after finishing, that was level one, level one of the systemic medicine course and uh, people graduated in it and people really loved it. It was composed of uh, 12 live classes and then we had three extra lectures and I teach various kinds of techniques uh, like how to do a two-dimensional family tree and locate the traumas in the family tree. It's called the traumagram. How to basically look for all the family traumas in sub inside the body by somatic techniques. How to use artwork to find traumas in your family and how to do a process called family constellation, which is a very interesting um, process actually. If you want to know about family constellation, you can go to my YouTube channel and look for family constellation. So anyway, how to work with family constellation, all of these techniques I taught in this training and the students loved it. And after finishing the training live, I started selling the recordings of the training. So the training initially was at, um, I think the last price, the regular price was 150,000. And then we started selling the recording at rupees 1,20,000, which is near about 1,600 USD, 1,600 US dollars. And then we were preparing to teach uh, the systemic medicine course level two in upcoming March, which is March of 2023, because we had finished level one. People were uh, still digesting, assimilating, applying for their certification. They were doing all of that and that took time. Some people are still applying for certification and it's taking a, a little bit of time, but that's okay. So we had planned that we are gonna do this training in March, 2023. And then suddenly I realized that I do not want to do this training. Some people had even paid for this training and I looked at I looked at the logistics and I saw if I don't if I do this training, how much money do I end up earning? Because that's what I always see that what is the amount of money number of students that comes from my training? That's how I also figure out the entire revenue of the year that that is under my you know objective. Like this year I'm going to earn this amount of money. This year hundred k. This year five hundred k. This year one million, right? Which is what I also teach my students. So I saw that there are already these 40 people who really, really want to do TSM, uh, systemic medicine course level two. And I calculated the amount of money that would come from all of these people. And it came to around um, 100K US dollars, which should be around 80 lakh Indian rupees. And again, my body made an instantaneous decision. Like the decision that had made that that my body had made when I was increasing the price of how to get a fully booked practice, the training. Here also, my body made a decision where it no longer wanted to do that training. Instead, it wanted to give away the entire training for free. And in one moment, I was like, hold on, body, what are you doing? What is this happening? And I was like, people have already paid for it. What are you going to do? And I must tell you that my body is so compelling. Sometimes when I don't take decisions the way my body wants, and because I also you know, 
see and witness my body as a tool of the divine. When I don't follow those orders from my body, sometimes aches and pains come up. And my right side started really paining. My gut started aching. And I, I felt like I felt really stuffy holding onto that decision of um, doing the systemic medicine course. And in one breath, I said, okay, I'm done. I'm no longer going to do this training. I'm going to give it to everyone for free. The amount of money that I'm going to lose is a near about 100K. And then I asked myself that if I was making 10 million in a year, what kind of decision would I take? Because whatever you desire, you need to be in the energy and the identity of that desire beforehand. So if I want to make 10 million in my business, I first have to step into that identity and ask myself that if I was already making 10 million, what decision would I take? Well, I would give away a training which, which would come to 100K US dollars. I would give away. I would not bother. I would not think twice if it was for my people, people who have not only been loyal to me, but my students. Why should I deprive them of the training even if I don't want to do the training? Why should I deprive them? So I had the recordings of all the level two training from the past batches that I've done. I accumulated them. I edited them. I worked with them. And then I declared it to my entire group that I'm going to give it for free. My CFO sort of freaked out listening to this. <laughs> my CFO sort of freaked out listening to this. And then he said, are you in your right mind, Gaurav? And I was like, yeah, I am in my right mind. I'm in my right body. And I'm going to give it for free. And I'm going to publish all the contents of level two on my birthday, which is 29 Jan 2023 coming in a month, 29 Jan. And uh, that is the day when I will make level two available for everyone. And whoever buys the recorded streamable course systemic medicine course level one till 29 Jan, I'm going to give them also for free. So here you are guys, the systemic medicine course level one is available at rupees 1,20,000, which is near about 1600 USD. And if you buy it before 29 January, you not only get level one with all the contents, but also level two. And mind you, the amount of content is so much, it will take you not only so much in terms of um, the quantity, but also so much in terms of quality. And it's also complex and it's it also takes time to integrate and assimilate. It's going to take you at least a year and a year and a half to go through this whole training by yourself. But the great part is we have a very active Facebook community and we discuss everything from ancestral trauma and intergenerational trauma, even cases. And all of us come together to discuss our cases in the Facebook community. So that's like a motivating push behind you to go and complete the course. So anyway, if you end up buying the Systemic Medicine course level one for 1.2 lakh rupees, 1600 US dollars, 
Then what happens is if you do that before 29th January, which is my birthday, you get level two for free. After 29 January, the price of both the levels together will increase and will be sold as one bundle. I think it will go up to somewhere around 1.5 lakh to 1.8 lakh. That will be the price eventually. But yes, right now it's 1.2 lakh. So if you are interested, you can always DM me on my Instagram. Every one of you follow me on my Instagram. You already know it's at Dr. Gaurav Deka. So now coming to the main point is um, when I did this, when I declared this decision, I uh, decided also to go back to my own training. Sometimes I go back to my own trainings and I watch every single class that I have taught because I want to not only go back to see who I was and what I taught and how I delivered, but also to keep on incorporating concepts and ideas and structures and beliefs inside ATEPS. How can I make ATEPS more and more trauma-informed? And often I don't rely back on another brain. I mean, I, of course, do trainings of other trainers, other therapists, and other healers, and I have the deepest respect. But when I have to prepare my own content, I go back to everything that I myself have done because I, have, I produce content at a, at a massive, massive, massive rate. Like people who consume my free content, I get DMs on Instagram every day that how do you produce so much? How is it possible that you come up with so much? And I would say that because, you know, I have really trained my brain and it's not just me who has done this job alone. It's my therapists and my coaches. It's my dedication and commitment to the people who I work with, my therapists and my coaches who have helped me develop this brain to come up with so much, to become so valuable, to offer such high value content and to also work through such diverse uh, fields. Like I teach intergenerational trauma, but I also am a business coach and people inside my business coaching container are creating miracles as you saw in the very beginning of this episode, right? So... There is something that, yeah, so what I did is I went back to watching my own videos from the Systemic Medicine course, which is uh, level one. And in the first video, I talk a lot about mother. And because I am actively working with ATEPS right now, and money is the topic that I teach everyone. It's my favorite topic. I love talking about money. I also love when, I actually love more when people around me and people I care for and people I love, which are my students, they make money, which is why I celebrate their success so much. And I like to explore every single dimension, every single topic that is related to money. And I bring things that are not related to money that people don't see, people don't usually witness. I like to bring those topics on the floor for every one of you, right? So when I was watching the first class, I realized that I talk a lot about mother. And then I could see this connection between money and mother. And while I have spoken about it in a few of my videos, I want to also tell you that making money, or as this episode says, M4 million. 
is heavily related to how we experience our mother. I know that for some of you, you think, how is that true? How is that true? So the founder of Family Constellation, one of the methods to explore family trauma, intergenerational trauma, his name was Bert Hellinger, God bless his soul. And he showed us and he often speaks about how our movement towards success or our movement towards receiving money and business in our life is so similar to our movement towards our mother. What do I basically mean by movement towards mother? I would want you to imagine your mom and I would want you to probably close your eyes and slowly walk towards her or maybe see her walking towards you and for a moment just witness the sensations in your body that may come up. And I make this, make a lot of people do this exercise. It's like a proximity test. And many people sometimes tell me that I can't feel anything or I feel a lot of love or I feel a lot of anxiety or I feel a lot of, I, I feel numbness or I freeze when my mother comes close. I don't know why that happens, but that happens. Now, by movement towards mother, what I mean is our mother is the first template of love, right? We experience love. We don't, we don't understand love through intelligence. We experience love through our body. When we are floating inside our mother's womb, we don't have a nervous system which is fully developed. We don't have a brain that is fully developed. We are connected to our mother's body. So everything from our body, including excreta, is going into the bloodstream of our mother. And all the nourishment and the hormones, all of them are, and the blood is basically coming from our mother's body to our body. So we are in constant connection with our mom. And that connection is not cognitive, it's not intellectual. That connection is somatic, which is we experience our mother through our body. So our first experience of love, of safety, of connection, of trust, our most primitive experience of that is in our body. It is not in our minds, it is not in our thoughts. It is not in our uh, brain, right? It's, it's in our body, it's somatic. Of course, we don't remember those experiences because we did not have a fully developed brain to decode those experiences into episodic or sequential memory, but they are scattered through our body. Like my teacher, Mark Wolin says that these are like breadcrumbs that are spread across our body that we can only integrate when we tune into our body instead of trying to intellectually understand them. 
So yeah, our, our experience of creates trust, our experience of safety, our experience of love is through our mother's body in the very, very beginning. So our uh, very small and rudimentary nervous system is co-regulating with our mother's nervous system, right? Now, here are a few instances. How do we make sure that our mother is in a stable, harmonious, um, or in a state where she feels safe, she, she can trust the world, she can trust the environment? Because there can be so many things that may happen, right? Experiences which are not very good. For example, she may end up having a fight with dad. Or dad might be away somewhere else and she has to stay with in-laws who are not treating her very well. Or while she's pregnant with us, one of her parents passes away and she is pulled into that grief. It is also possible that our mother may have had a previous lover or a previous partner towards which she is inclined and she thinks about it while she is in this marriage that she may not be fully inside, she may not be fully present. It is also possible that she may have had an abortion or a few abortion before we came into her womb or she may have had miscarriages and still she's still sort of recovering from that emotional impact or she's still in the grieving process. So there are so many ways by which our mother may not be fully present with her body, with us in her body. Now what happens is this also compromises the inherent trust that we have in our mother's body, our inherent trust with support, with the receiving of life, with love, and we may shut down in the very beginning of our life. We, we haven't even come into life so far. We are inside our womb. We haven't even seen the world. But our trust in our environment, our trust in receiving what nourishes us, our trust in um, the safety of where we live, our trust in taking in the nutrients, our trust that the world is going to love us, take care of us, not abandon us, not reject us, is broken. And this happens somatically, not cognitively. And these memories stay in our body. Now, these experiences can also happen ex utero, which means this can happen while we are growing up as well. Or when we are outside our mother's womb as well. Right? For example, we have come into this world and we might be the sixth child or the seventh child and mother does not have time because there are already five children before us who she needs to cater and she has to constantly flux between us and them. It's also possible that while we are growing up, mother has to constantly make sure that once she's in the kitchen, she's attending to her in-laws, then she might also be grieving the loss of one of her parents. And at the same time, she may not be having a great relationship with dad. And then she is sort of moving here and there. And she's not present with us fully. And her attention is diverted, right? One moment she is there with us and the next moment she disappears. That is also another possibility. Another possibility could be one of our elder siblings 
We may be six, we may be five, and our elder sibling might be nine or maybe 10, just an example. And they fall ill. They go through paralysis. They end up having cancer. And maybe they also pass away, they die. Imagine the amount of trauma that the entire family experiences, that mom experiences, and we are not able to we are not able to understand it because we are so small. We don't have a fully developed brain. We only see it in the form of she not being available and she being runny and jittery and she being anxious and she crying all the time. And we do not have access to mother. We even might feel guilty to go and ask for love, right? So once again, there is a break in the bond between us and mother. So there can be various reasons for which we may not be able to make a smooth movement towards mom. Because making that movement may feel that our body shuts down. It numbs out. Sometimes it becomes very angry. Sometimes it feels that if I go there, then mom might bring all her pain and trauma onto me. And I don't know how to handle that because... I'm a child and at the same point of time, I want to take care of my mom because she's so sad. So all of these things. So the flow of love that was supposed to happen from mom towards me is somehow hampered, is somehow fractured, okay? So what I'm giving you here about the breakage that happens between mom and us at a very, very you know deep level, which is unconscious in nature, um, it's not actually at the surface level, right? It's not actually at the surface level. It, it is a very subterranean current that runs, okay? And this is how we begin to see the world, right? Our concept of love, our concept of receiving, our concept of safety, our concept of uh, enjoying what we have is formed by all of these experiences. It is formed by our movement towards our mother. It's an inner movement. It's not an outer movement. It's not like someone walking towards mother and hugging her. And someone may say, oh, but then I, everything is good with my mom because, you know, uh, I come home and then she cooks me rice and then uh, she gives me baked potatoes in the evenings and then she takes care of me and I feel good staying with her. I mean, <laughs> you can say that. But what I'm saying is at a very, very deep unconscious level. For example, there was a client who was going through a lot of money issues. And what the issue with her was that whenever she would make money, um, she would end up having a fight with the person from whom the money would come. Sometimes it would even be her clients, you know, like receiving money would just make her so angry even when she wanted the money. And she said, this is such a peculiar problem. I don't even know how the emotion of anger is associated with money. And of course, I talked to her. I tried to figure it out. And for a long time, I think I could not until I discovered an information. And that was this girl, when she was born, she was kept in an incubator for almost two weeks. And she could not have access to her mom. And she did not know about this information until she actually went back home after our you know, coaching sessions and she figured this out. 
And then I realized that, oh, this makes absolute sense. I told her, can you close your eyes for a moment and imagine yourself inside the incubator as this little baby and see how do you feel in your body? And she said that I feel so angry. How can they just leave me there? I said, that's it. Your brain is not able to logically identify the feeling, but your body remembers this feeling of being an incubator in an incubator. And, and I asked her, her, you know, if you imagine yourself in this incubator, which is like a, you know, lifeless kind of a container, you know, and when life comes to you, when mom comes to you, when nourishment comes to you, when care comes to you, when love comes to you, what do you want to feel? What do you want to do? And she says, I want to kick it out. I'm so angry. I don't want all of it. I don't want any of it. I want to kick it out. And then she was like holding her fist so strongly. And like she was literally in the state where she was like her eyes were popping out. And then I said, that's exactly what you do to money. That's exactly what you do to money. You push it away. You show your anger there. Money is something you need for nourishment, for your life, for your survival. And, you know, do you realize where it comes from? And then she was like, oh my goodness, oh shit, you know, I did not realize that this, this was actually it. This was actually it. And then, of course, we did the work. In fact, the moment she understood, she could really look at the pattern and sort of dismantle and dissolve the pattern. That was one part, cognitive part. But we also worked with it somatically, something that I already do in my container. I help people to also somatically process their emotions and not just cognitively and intellectually. And I think that's the benefit of trauma-informed coaching. So going back to money and uh, mother, even in my own life, I had a very strange relationship with um, money. So in my case, everything would be about obsession. I would either be uh, obsessed with making money or I would be obsessed with giving away money. And often when money would come to me, I would feel that, you know, I need to, I need to get out of this right now. I don't know if that sentence makes sense, but I just felt I need to get out of this right now. I need to do something with this money. I need to buy something. I need to put it away. I need to um, give it away. All of those kinds of things. And I would just become so rushy that I would end up taking really uh, uh, drastic decisions or decisions which are sort of channeled and motivated by impatience. And I would end up um, not having the money even after making it. And that would drive me into another obsessive cycle of making it and then either spending it or making rash decisions around it. And this was brought to light by my trainer when I was learning uh, systemic work and ancestral work, this was brought to me, brought to light by my trainer and they showed me how, you know, uh, my mom, she went through a very difficult pregnancy before me and there was a miscarriage. And after that, when I came into her womb, um, she was already very, very scared and she thought that uh, this pregnancy should go well. And I don't wanna go through all of those trauma that I went through before. 
And so she went to the doctor with my dad and the doctor said that um, there, are, there are some complications with the placenta and there is a possibility that this is going to be a risky pregnancy. So she had to wait, wait through that rush. Like, when is this going to end? When is this going to end? Is the baby going to come out, is, come, come out you know, strong? Is, is the baby going to survive? That is the message that she kept on sending into her body. And while I was in her body, I was swimming in that chemical sea of rush and a lot of cortisol. And my body only knew that I have to be fast. I have to get something done. I have to, uh, I have to, I have to get this done. I have to do something about it. So it was that energy, right? Like I was receiving all the nourishment. I was receiving all the nutrients. I was receiving all the love, but it was so much about getting through the survival as soon as possible. ASAP, that was the energy. So finally, when they took her to the hospital and she did not have labor, they had to do a C-section. And finally, when I came out, I still realized, you know, how my father describes the whole experience, that it was so traumatic for them. They thought that either I or my mother would die. But thankfully, by the grace of God, we both survived. But that experience of what I went through inside the womb, the rush, the anxiety, the speed stayed with me. And then it came out in various different ways. It came out in the form of uh, my work style. It came out in the form of my competitiveness. Like I still remember being in class seven, class eight, I would just obsess about getting my syllabus done in like one month, two months. I would obsess about you know, uh, finishing up projects before time. And whenever a delay would happen, I would just go into depression. I would sink into depression. And it was all this very rushy, rushy feeling with everything. Even today, I struggle with people, you know, in communications. I just cannot hold myself. I have to give everything away in everything all at once, basically. It's like that movie, everything all at once. And that was my relationship with money, you know. And that is brought to light by my trainer. And slowly and slowly, as I um, started working on all these unconscious experiences with my mother, and my mother is one of the most loving person. You know, there is no uh, trauma, is, there is no conflict at a conscious level, but at an unconscious level, as you can see, as I described, there were so many things that, that had gone absolutely unprocessed, right? And when I started processing them with my therapist and trainer, slowly, slowly, I could have a more nourishing and regulated experience with not only those childhood experiences, but also with money. My, my experience with money is now so regulated, which is why I'm able to sustain such a huge business, which is why I'm able to sustain so many coaches and healers and therapists and practitioners reaching out to me all the time and I'm able to speak to them and help them make great decisions and also able to handle all this money that I make in the business, handle all these people and their different emotions, their different nervous system. That is because my nervous system is regulated, right? And I could only learn to regulate my nervous system because the initial template the first template of this nervous system, which is my mom, from whom I learned the 
rhythms of the nervous system that needed to be healed, that needed to be worked on, right? So yes, we talk a lot about nervous system regulation inside ATEPS, that only when you are regulated, you can have a more regulated relationship with money. You can show up in a very harmonious, stable form in your business. You can be more in line and be present with your clients. You can be available in your consultation calls. You are able to sell without feeling anxiety and freeze in your body. All that is true. But the regulation in the nervous system will begin from the place, not only when you are a child, but also a place where you are in your mother's womb. Regulation is not an intellectual activity. Regulation is a somatic experience, right? It's a somatic, somatic experience. And sometimes it goes even beyond that because it's not only our interruption with our mom, the interruption of the bond with our mom. At a surface level, everything could be fine, but at a deep level or a subterranean and conscious level, things could be broken, things could be uh, dysfunctional, things could be fractured. And that may not be only because of our mom and us, that could also be because of stories behind our mom. So listen to this carefully, that there are stories behind and beyond our mom that could influence our relationship with mom and hence could, can impact our relationship with money, right? Because money signifies and implies receiving. It implies the energy of life. It implies the energy of joy. It implies the energy of nourishment and care and love, all of these things which we receive from our mom, right? So the stories that are behind our mom could be our grandmother's story, right? You already know, I mean, I'm assuming you already know, some of you may not know, if you don't know, you can just go and Google, that when our grandmother is pregnant with our mom, then our mom's fetus, our mom's small little form, already has the eggs from which we will be eventually fertilized by our dad's sperm. I'm gonna repeat this once again. When our mom is in our grandmom's womb, she already has the eggs from which we will be eventually fertilized by our dad's sperm and we will be born, right? So if our grandmom is going through something traumatic or difficult, that is going to have a direct impact on her body and her inner chemistry. And that is going to have a direct impact on our mom. And that is going to have a direct impact on the eggs that she's carrying. And there can be epigenetic changes in those eggs, which may show up in the form of certain gene expressions in ourselves, right? I'll give you an example. For uh, I'll give you a personal example. So when um, my grandmother was pregnant with my mom, at that point of time, my grandfather, um, my grandfather lost his mom. And he lost his mom to a very traumatic uh, event. He lost his father also when he was very young, but uh, while he was married to my grandmom and then my mom was, uh, my mom was in her womb and that's when he lost his mother and then he gravitated towards that grief like he sank in that grief my grandpa 
And my grandma who was pregnant, she obviously wanted to be with him in his grief, but at the same time she was pregnant and she didn't know, you know, if she had enough support. She was heavily stressed out by what my grandpa was experiencing. And that broke the inherent bond of trust between my mom and grandma. So even though my mom loved grandma a lot, yet something was broken. She would always say that I really love my mom. I really adore her. But I, I just feel that I did not, I am not able to receive all that love. It's not coming to me. And initially, of course, I wouldn't understand, but now I understand, which is exactly the same thing that I felt that I was 24 seven with my mom. And like, I'm the only child, but then how the unconscious relationship, unconscious break between me and my mom, because of the traumatic experience she went through in her pregnancy, um, how it was impacting all that rushy energy, energy of obsession in my money reality. So what I'm trying to show you here is the break between us, the breakage or the fracture between us and our mom can be inherited from the break between our mom and her mom. Because her mom could be going through something deeply emotional, conflicted and in turmoil. Like my grandfather who was experiencing this grief of losing his mom and my grandmom wanted support and she did not have and she was grief stricken because of that while she was pregnant and her attention was diverted, which essentially broke the somatic bond between my mom and her. And that traveled, that traveled between me and mom. And it was accelerated and accentuated by all those complications that arose in her pregnancy. So I wanted to show that not only is our bond with our mom, you know, impacted by all these different circumstances that I spoke about in the beginning of the episode, but also these kind of fractures can travel from the generational line, from our grandmom, from our grandpa, from our great-grandmom, from our great-grandpa, which is what I call as systemic medicine, because it's a system that impacts us as an individual. Our experience with money is not individual please understand so when a client walks up into my system or when a client walks up into um, my container or when a client comes to ATEPS or to any of my program even when I was doing one-on-one -on -one session I would never I would never look at this client as an individual I would never look at them as an isolated island which is capable of independent existence. I would always know that there are stories behind the life of this client which could be coming from their mom, from their dad, from their grandmom, from the granddad, which is influencing their life today, which is influencing their relationship with money. The reason I am able to make all this money the reason so many of my students are able to make this money is because we not only work at the surface level of brain and thoughts and feelings, which is equally important, by the way. Knowing your business, knowing marketing, knowing your offers, knowing how to sell, knowing the strategies, knowing the algorithm, knowing the mathematics of, you know, how to make 100K in a month or 1 million in a year, all of that is super duper important, which is also something I teach in ATEPS all the time. But... Working with traumas, 
going into stories, revealing stories of our ancestors and our parents, moving into our childhood is equally important, which is also something I teach. And there are other coaches inside ATATS also who are trauma-informed, who essentially touch on these topics and work, right? This is the reason why I am bringing so many different coaches where we can combine hardcore business stuff with trauma work because money is not an unidimensional entity and especially for coaches and healers who come from so many diverse experiences money is not a unidimensional you know entity it's a multi-dimensional entity and it's so important to look at all these different dimensions all these different um you know layers and aspects right so this is why it is so important to look at money from a space of like asking ourselves this question that how is my money today impacted by how I feel about my mother or what kind of events may have happened between me and my mother which I may know or I may have to ask that could be influencing my money reality as of today, right? Because that is the first template of love. That's the first, um, you know, that's the first platform where our nervous system begins to connect and charge and begin to regulate is the first space from where things like care and freedom and joy and curiosity and excitement comes into being, which is exactly what money brings, right? So I leave it here for today. I know this might have been a very uh, intricate, complex episode for you. A lot of things we talk about, talked about. And I would love if you go back to this episode and listen to it once again, it would really help you um, understand it better, okay? So thank you for listening and I'm going to meet you next week. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and are willing to change your business and money reality, head to my free coaching community on Facebook called You Are Money. Link is in the show notes. And do not forget to leave a review on Spotify.com or Apple Podcast. Thank you so much.